Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful, blessed day. We have been reading in the book of Genesis, and we are ready to read Genesis chapter 40. Now, in Genesis chapter 39, which we read last, we read about Joseph being a slave in Egypt and how he was still successful, and yet, because Potiphar's wife basically um, slandered him, accused him, um, basically staged evidence against him, uh, she got him thrown into prison. Okay, But even thrown into prison, he was blessed by God, and he worked and took advantage of what opportunities he had and did what he could. So in verse 23, at the end of this chapter, that chapter, um, the warden paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's care because the Lord was with him. Whatever Joseph did, the Lord made to prosper. And it's a valuable lesson in there. If you get a chance to read that again or study that chapter again, there's a, a lot there that we can take away from that. Now we're ready to read Genesis chapter 40. Now sometime later, the cupbearer, the butler, and the baker for the king of Egypt offended their lord, Egypt's king. Pharaoh, and they give his name here as like Sesotris II, and I think the yeah the notes down here mention he's also called Sinusret II. I'm, I'm, those names don't mean anything to me. <clears throat> but anyway, Pharaoh was extremely angry with his two officials. The chief of the cupbearers, now notice, he's not just a butler, the butler. He is the chief of the cupbearers. He's the chief of the butlers, the, the household. Um, it sounds like he's the chief of the household, though the cupbearer, I think, was also maybe perhaps more than even that. But it sounds like he was very important in the household, okay? And then the other person... <clears throat> He was angry with his two officials, the chief of the cupbearers and the chief of the bakers. So he's not just like a baker or a random cook. He is the chief of the bakers. Okay. He put them in confinement in the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined. So Joseph was put into prison. But you'll notice he's not like in the lowest, scummiest dungeon in the land, but he is in prison. And I say that because you'll notice that these guys, these are the chiefs. They're the, the better people, okay? And, and probably no prison was nice. So, okay, I'm not going to pretend that it was a nice, good experience. But nonetheless, it sounds like their condition could have been much worse than what it was. So he put them in confinement in the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard put Joseph in charge of them and he served them and they continued to be in custody for some time. Now, the captain of the guard, you'll notice that is mentioned here, um... That almost sounds, if you go back to the previous chapter, and I, I'm just going to mention this. I don't know that they're the same person, but it sounds familiar. Potiphar, an Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard. So, was Potiphar, even when Joseph was in prison, was Potiphar still associated with Joseph in some way? Hmm, interesting thought. Nonetheless, um, 
The captain of the guard put Joseph in charge of them, and he served them, and he continued, and they continued to be in custody for some time. Now, we're not really sure. I'm not really sure from from what we've read. You know, how much time is passing? How old is Joseph getting at this point? I'm not sure. I know he started off as a young man, but I'm not sure of his age and how much time has passed at this point. So I just want to mention that, um, something to think about. Then the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, were who were confined in the prison, both dreamed a dream in the same night, each man with his own significant dream, and each dream with its personal interpretation. I forgot to mention I am still reading from the Amplified Bible, okay? So some of this has a little bit of um, maybe more verbiage than you would see in some other translations. I think it's, you know, it's for clarity's sake. When Joseph came to them in the morning and looked at them, he saw that they were sad and depressed. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in confinement with him in his master's house, Why do you look so downhearted today? Now again, these are Pharaoh's officials. These were high up people in Pharaoh's household. And they said to him, We have each dreamed distinct dreams, and there is no one to interpret them. So Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Please tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream there was a grapevine in front of me, and on the vine were three branches. Then as soon as it budded, the blossoms burst open and its clusters produced ripe grapes in rapid succession. Now Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes and squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup. Then I placed the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Then Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches represent three days. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up your head present you in public, and restore you to your position, position, and you will again put Pharaoh's cup into his hand, just as you did when you were his cupbearer. So in other words, he will be restored to his position, and he will come back to his duties, and he will be serving Pharaoh in the same capacity that he had before. You know, he'll still be chief of the cupbearers. Only think of me when it goes well with you, and please show me kindness by mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house where he, you know, where he's imprisoned. For in fact, I was taken, stolen from the land of the Hebrews by unlawful force, and even here I've done nothing for which they should put me in the dungeon. So, you know, Joseph, this is the one time we know that Joseph relates to someone, look, I'm I'm here through no fault of my own. I, I never did anything to deserve this. So we know Joseph knew his circumstances. He knew that he was here unfairly, that none of this was, you know, really correct. Um, now, could he have brought a little bit of this on himself? Could he have been a little arrogant with his brothers and haughty? Maybe, maybe we don't know for sure. It seems like you know, he was definitely treated with favoritism, um, which is always a problem. But nonetheless, he, he did not, you know, he did not deserve to be sold into uh, slavery 
and to be in the position he's been here and he did not deserve to be put into prison for something he did not do. So, but this, and this is, like I said, this is the first time that I've noticed that Joseph himself, you know, kind of relates that to someone. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation of the dream was good, he said to Joseph, I also dreamed, and in my dream, there were three cake baskets on my head. And in the top basket, there were some of all sorts of baked food for Pharaoh. But the birds of prey were eating those foods, eating these foods out of the basket on my head. Joseph answered, this is the interpretation of it. The three baskets represent three days. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and will hang you on a tree, gallows pole, meaning he would be executed, and you will not so much as be given a burial, but the birds will eat your flesh. I want you to notice something here. Both of these guys are serving Pharaoh. Both of these guys are somehow involved in making sure that Pharaoh has um, I, I guess food or whatever needs being met. And there's a, there's a suspicion that started in my head as I was studying this, that these two guys were involved in something. Maybe they shouldn't have been, or at least one of them was. Maybe one of them was up to something they shouldn't have been. And Pharaoh wasn't, Pharaoh wasn't sure which one it was. And he put them both in prison and then he found out. Who was the one that was involved in something perhaps shady? Perhaps the uh, baker, the chief baker was, maybe the chief baker was uh, trying to scheme and plot against Pharaoh. Or maybe Pharaoh just thought he was. But nonetheless, it seems like Pharaoh was trying to weed out a bad egg here. And he put them both in prison until he could find out who was who. And now... He knew who the guilty party was, and in three days, you know, he would know who it was, right? So it, this is just how it sounds to me. Now, this is just my thoughts on the matter, because I was like, it, it can't be a coincidence that both of these guys were put in prison at the same time, and Pharaoh was angry with both of them. It makes me think that something, you know, suspicious was going on, and maybe... Pharaoh felt like that one of them was doing something, you know, maybe maybe to poison him or to hurt him in some way. We don't know. And and we don't know that that's true at all. It's just a thought that I had as I was reading this and I'm just sharing that because it's to me it's of interest, but uh we don't know from the text exactly why these things were happening at this point. Anyway, so now on the third day, which was the Pharaoh's birthday, he released the two men from prison and made a feast for all his servants. And he lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the head of the chief baker. That is, he presented them in public among his servants. He restored the chief cupbearer to his office, and the cupbearer once again put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. In other words, showing that he, he trusted him. He had found him innocent, and he trusted him now. But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had interpreted the meaning of the dreams to them. Yet even after all that, 
the chief cupbearer, did not remember Joseph, but forgot all about him. So, Pharaoh found he believed the baker, the chief baker, to be guilty and killed him. That's that's my thoughts on on that story. Um, now, the other thing of this story is that Joseph was trying to do a kindness to these men. Now, he can't help that the dream was what it was. Like, the interpretation was good for one and bad for one. He could not help that. He was trying to help them, and he offered the interpretation to them. In the case of the chief baker, we see that that, with or without the interpretation, that was not going to be a good thing. But he was at least trying. And also you'll notice that he put the idea in the cupbearer's head to remember him. While the cupbearer did not remember him yet at this point, uh, if I remember correctly, as we read along, um, he will remember him later. He just needs like some nudging, I'll say, you know. So, um, so Joseph has again taken advantage of an opportunity and not in a bad way. He's just in a helpful way. He has taken an opportunity to help someone and used that. And it will hopefully benefit him at some point later on. And a lot of times, this is how we see things in real life, is that sometimes we do something to benefit someone and we help them out. And later, that comes back to us in some manner. Now, that doesn't always mean that that person comes back to us, but sometimes those things come back to us in other ways. You know, we are the Lord's hands and feet. You know, we have to take responsibility and and do what we can here to represent God and to represent Jesus. Um, that's really, that's our mission. So, but anyway, I'm getting off topic here because we're really talking about Joseph. And uh, Joseph sometimes is a good example, though, of someone, again, suffering for things that he did not do, being put in bad circumstances. And he is still following God, following the Lord, and trying to work his way through these things. And the Lord is blessing him and favoring him as he goes because he's staying faithful. It's not. Now, you'll notice he mentions here, hey, I was taken by force. I was I'm wrongly imprisoned. And he's right. OK, he's not saying anything wrong. He's just saying, you know, this is what happened and it's not fair. And he's right. It's not fair. And and life is like that. Sometimes we have circumstances and things happen that are not fair. But you'll notice He's still following God. He's still staying faithful, and that's that's what we have to do. We have to realize that sometimes life is not going to be fair. It's not always going to give us that chocolate cake and those cookies we want. Sometimes, you know, it's going to give us some gravel and some dirt, and we're going to have to plant something if we want to eat, you know. <laughs> we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to do some hard work. Unfortunately, that is the way life is. Um, but the that suits life's purpose, though, because that teaches us the lessons we need to learn to become closer to God and to be more like the Lord. So I know that sounds harsh, but, you know, life can't always be, you know, can't always be easy, can't always be nice. And we've seen people, I'm sure everyone has someone in their life that has gone through a lot, you know, has gone through a lot of stuff through no fault of their own. And, uh, uh, those people, they're kind of, um, how would you say it? Um, it's uh, 
when they've gone through that and yet they're still faithful and they're still uh, you know, a good person trying to be good to others and trying to do correctly in this life, you know, it's it's something to be admired. And that's I think that's how Joseph is, too. Um, not that he was perfect and we're not getting all the day to day details of his life where maybe he had days where he's like, oh, God, you know, I, I would really like to be out of this prison. You know, that would be normal. That would be normal. There'd be nothing wrong with that, you know, but nonetheless, this has been, and I'm just going on and on, I, this has been chapter 40 um, of Genesis. And Joseph's whole story is just very good, and it just shows us how, you know, we need to be, there's going to be circumstances in life we can't control, but we can control our response to it, and we can act correctly and still follow God and we can still be blessed, even in the worst of circumstances. We can still be blessed, and we can prosper and move forward and come out of a tough time better than when we went in. Okay? All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.